Trying to recapture the golden age of radio and still incorporate stars and even stories of a more modern time is what this 1980 series of programs was trying to do. Originally called the Sears Radio Theater, the name changed to the Mutual Radio Theater, producing a show that put legends of the radio drama era to work next to bright new stars of television and film. This series featured a five days a week broadcast, each night with a different current star as the host and a different theme for the story. Monday was Western Night with Lorne Green from Bonanza, of course. Tuesday was Comedy Night with Andy Griffith. Wednesday was Mystery Night with Vincent Price. Thursday was Love and Hate Night with Cicely Tyson as host. And Friday was Adventure Night with Richard Whitmack at first, then Howard Duff, and finally Leonard Nimoy as the host. The show was an ambitious attempt to reinvigorate radio drama similar to NPR's Earplay. And by the way, this series was also broadcast in stereo just like Earplay, which was a very big deal for radio. The show was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and Fletcher Markle, with a huge cast of some of the best actors of radio, film, and television. Yalem Radio now presents a rebroadcast of the April 3, 1980 Mutual Radio Theater Thursday night theme, Love and Hate. The host is Cicely Tyson, and the story is entitled, Thought She Was Dead. My name is John Lovering, and I am your host for Heirloom Radio. I appreciate you stopping by to listen and thereby supporting this podcast, whose goal it is to celebrate and recognize the tremendous talents of the literally thousands of people who entertained and informed Americans on the only form of immediate mass media in the 1930s to the late 1940s, and that was the radio. Thank you. This is Cicely Tyson. The other day I was having lunch with a few friends at a well-known restaurant in Hollywood when an attractive woman in her, possibly in her mid-fifties, came over to our table. I enjoyed your last film, Miss Tyson. It was a pleasure to watch your performance. I was startled but thanked her, and in an instant she was gone. I remembered she'd been a movie star in the 40s and early 50s, and I'd recently seen one of her last films on The Late Show. I recalled most of her movies, but still couldn't remember her name. I started to reflect on the sadness of the moment, how fame and fortune were so very elusive. It was a pity that this once glamorous star was now forgotten, and how temporal one's existence can be. Then her name crystallized in my mind, and I blurted it out, Elaine Chapman. That was the Elaine Chapman. Oh my, of course. She hasn't been in a movie for years. I thought she was dead, said my friend. And that's only the beginning of our story. Mutual Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis's production of the Mutual Radio Theater. Our story, I Thought She Was Dead, by Ken Gerard. Our star, Marion Ross. 
Listen, if you're an investor who's tired of being too late, too late when investments are heading up, too late when they're heading down, listen. Barron's is the national business and financial weekly published by Dow Jones. Every week, Barron's gives its readers more useful investment information than any other publication anywhere. Days, weeks, even months ahead. Every week, 34 pages of market statistics, in-depth studies of individual companies, exclusive analyses of companies and industries covering the whole world of investing, and more. Every week, all you need to know not to be too late. Every week in Barron's. And listen, if you phone 800 228-5000. You can get a year's subscription to Barron's for just $43. Phone right now and you'll also get free an informative booklet called Understanding Technical Forecasting that shows you how to use Barron's the way the professional investors use it. A year of Barron's plus a revealing and useful booklet for only $43. Phone 800-228-5000 toll free. Now, before it's too late. <laughs> Contrary to my short memory, Elaine Chapman was alive and well. True, she hadn't made a film in nearly 30 years and was completely out of the public's eye, but something was starting to stir inside her. She began to think of a comeback, of renewing her career. Why not? Both her children were in college and very self-sufficient. It was something to explore which she did at dinner one evening with her daughter Kimberly, a junior at USC, and her son Greg, who was in his last year at UCLA. I saw Uncle Max on television last night. Really? I didn't know he was acting again. He was on a talk show pushing his latest clients, the Vultures. Can you believe it? The, the what? They're a new rock group. <laughs> the worst. They can't sing, can't play guitar. You wouldn't believe this bunch. They're all dressed in uh, black sheets and wearing lipstick. It's out of sight. I bet their fees are out of sight, too. They packed the amphitheater last week at $15 a head. I can't imagine Max handling those sort of people. Well, he's changed. Your darling Max is now wearing gold chains, jeans, and sneakers. How do you like them apples? Oh, that's incredible. I, I mean, Max, he's 70, at least. Oh, yeah, must have been a joke. No. My wonderful godfather was the hippest, most with it guy on that show. The audience just loved him, which doesn't hurt any future bookings for us, as he said, he's boys. You know it. None of Max's clients ever are out of the spotlight. Or the money. If he likes you. You can name your own price, choose your own part, even pick the director. Yes, I remember. Yeah, Max is the top agent today. He's got everybody, everybody. Why, he even took that, uh, what's her name? Oh, you know, Kim, that, that woman who was in one of Mom's pictures? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, Charlotte Gray, and, and put her in the... Excuse me. I want to I, I get something in the kitchen. Mom? What's the matter with her? You are the biggest, biggest jerk. What did I do? Everything. Greg, I wish that... Oh, never mind. Kimberly, what is going on? Just go to your room and shut up, understand? Don't talk. Don't say one word. Oh, boy. I think you're the most insensitive person I've ever, ever met. Why can't you keep that big mouth from running? About what? Mom, that's what. Well, I only said I that... know what you said, and I wish you hadn't. It was harmless. I didn't mean anything. So Charlotte Gray got a part, a part in a stupid television Please show. Please, turn it off. I really did it, huh? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll tell her. No, let it pass. 
She wants to go back to work. Oh? Roberto de Leone sent her a script. <laughs> Roberto? Oh, no. When did that arrive? Last week. He wants her to play the part of... It's unbelievable. Profane, idiotic, and insulting. I think the writer ought to be shot. Would you get to the punchline? It's an R-rated movie. She's supposed to... to... It's not the sort of film she should be in. Nudity, bad language, violence. You'll probably make a mint. That's just what I expected from you. <sighs> Mom is considering a dirty movie. She's gonna get undressed? No. However, I imagine she's the only one. Well, then what's the big deal? Because it's a third-rate piece of trash to be directed by a vulgar man. Oh, the plot is beautiful. An oil company executive is seduced by guess who? His family is destroyed and his wife is murdered. Again, by guess who? Mm. We better have a family discussion. That would be nice. Well, knock it off, Kimberly. Why didn't you tell me this sooner? I did, but you were so busy with your own personal problems that you didn't listen to me. Now, that's below the belt. Sometimes you hit really low, really low. All right, here's our dessert. Greg, will you do the honors? I'm sorry, Mom. For what? Oh, for being insensitive. Let's skip it, shall we? Don't you want some pie? No, thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Let's change the subject, shall we? Why must you do this movie? Couldn't you have discussed it with us? I could have, but I didn't. Would you mind showing us the script? Why? You've already read it. I skimmed it. Then what's the point? Is it the sort of movie we'd be proud of? We? I don't know that Roberto has offered either of you parts. Mom, it's not for you. It's a cheap film. At least it's a role. It's something. You're not being selective. Selective? My dear children, I haven't been offered anything in years. Years. They don't even carry my picture in the Academy directory. And I am tired of being a has-been. I hate it. Yeah, but that's no reason to jump at the first role you're offered. I'll consider mob scenes at this point. Mom, please. You know Roberto makes junk. He'll only use you to promote himself. Fine. I am ready to be used. And paid. Does Max call? No. He's too busy hyping that pimply rock group or recruiting... No, no, launching the career of that vapid Charlotte Gray. Kimberly, when I was in my prime, that woman could barely remember two lines. Besides, she's had a facelift and she's married to an executive producer of some studio. She's not acting, she's being promoted. I just think it stinks. Then why compound your frustrations by taking part in this stupid movie? Haven't you been listening? I want to work. I want to do something. Anything. I just can't sit home anymore. Well, let's call Max. We'll have him get you a decent role. No. You were his top star, Mom. He needed you at that point, and now he owes you. I, I won't have you pressuring Max. Greg Chapman, that is not the way that I want you to handle things. I forbid you to call Max. <sighs> but, Mom, it's better than... No. Than... The discussion is closed. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going out for the evening. In a bad mood, but nevertheless going out. Where are you going? Out, O-U-T, with friends. Don't wait up. We really handled that well. Damn. Damn. I should have spotted this months ago. I don't understand. Uh, she was talking about a comeback. <laughs> we even laughed about it and started playing what if. If she won the Academy Award, if she was famous again. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. 
Maybe she should see somebody. A psychiatrist? Yes. No way. Not in a thousand years. Who's she going out with tonight? Some movie people. Mostly bit players. They probably think Mom will do something for them. Sounds like a real sincere crowd. Well, what should we do? Call Max. Let's get his advice. For battery-operated devices you use often or for long periods of time, you need powerful batteries like Rayovac heavy-duty supercells from True Value hardware stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to suggest you use these long-lasting batteries in flashlights, toys, radios, cameras, and more. And they hold their power for months when they're not in use, so they're ideal for devices you only use occasionally. Get Rayovac heavy-duty supercell batteries at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers. I like pepperoni, but it doesn't like me. Feel better fast with Digel. With the ingredients in Digel, relief from acid indigestion and gas starts in less than a minute. I like corned beef. I like cabbage. I like franks. I like beans. I like spaghetti. And meatballs. But they don't like me. If you like something that doesn't like you, feel better fast with Digel. Digel relief starts in less than a minute. For occasional use only as directed. I became curious about Elaine Chapman. Why had she disappeared so abruptly from the screen? I borrowed one of her films from a friend at the National Studios and ran it at my home. At the end of the movie, I had my answer. Elaine was a gifted actress whose talents could not be applied to the mindless beach ball pictures of the 50s or the method acting films of the 60s, and certainly not the pseudo-mature films of the 70s. In other words, she was a superb craftsman out of sync with the flow of her industry. It was a loss for all of us. But to return to our story, against his mother's wishes, Greg called Max, Elaine's agent, father confessor, and guiding spirit. In turn, Max called Elaine and made a luncheon appointment with her. Elaine, Elaine, darling, go here. My dear, dear Max. Sit, sit, sit. Waiter, bring me another carbonated water and for Madame Martini. Very, very dry. Go, go. You never forget. You, you're my best star. Max always remembers. And so, how is my godchild, Kimberly? Kimberly is so square, it's appalling. Good. And Gregory? I hardly see him. And how are you? Look at me for yourself. Seventy-three years old, no tie, nothing that matches, and wearing jewelry. Oh, but Max, that's, that's the today image. Men my age wearing chains, wearing little charms. I should be in a wheelchair instead of dressing like a tango dancer. But you look wonderful. You're, you're with it. Look, look, my love beads, huh? They're antacid pills. <laughs> oh, Max, you are terrific. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, Elaine, it's this business, this crazy business. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so successful. I could sit home and watch football in my bathrobe. I wish that I were successful. 
Liebchen, you are successful. Was, Max, was. Elaine, darling, you made movies, real cinema, not this garbage they force on the people now. Well, that was a thousand years ago. Oh, you were a big star, big box office. Not for years. Well, you haven't been offered the right role. Why, Max, am I that, that old, that ancient... Elaine, you are a beauteous woman. Well, then why? Max, I can't sit around any longer. I want to work. Anything. Bit parts, cameos, you know, just, just something. No, it would ruin your image. What image? I'm not a starlet. I don't, I don't have to be seen or lied about. Max, get me a movie with a substantial role. Please. Oh, my. Greg never told me it was this serious. Oh, the children put you up to this. Well, why not? They're worried. Kim said you were considering one of those kind of films. It's a small part, it's, and I didn't say yes. I had to do something. You never called. Did you sign anything? Not yet. Good. Elaine, Roberto De Leone, that director, is a no-goodnik, a gypsy. They even reject his movies for drive-ins. He's very big in Europe. So why is he here? Shall I tell you? Because they lynch him if he ever shows his face in Italy again. Well, the religious movies were a little offbeat. Oh, offbeat, insulting. He offended not only the Vatican, but also the Dalai Lama and the Archbishop of Canterbury. Well, they have no sense of humor. Correct. Religion is not stand-up comedy. It was satire. Well, next time, let him try politicians. They're all a joke. Oh, listen, that doesn't change the subject. I haven't read for anything in ten years. In five. Remember, you were offered a role in The Demons of PS6. Being strangled by a crazed six-year-old possessed of the devil. One C, no lines. What a great comeback. I haven't had a decent part since the 50s. I'm good. I want to work. Max, it's, it's, just, it's just important to me. No, no, Elaine, darling, I understand. No, you don't. I... The children don't. I am tired of playing mother. I've given everything to those kids. They're wonderful and they're, and they're self-sufficient. Okay, okay. I, I don't know what oh, to say. Oh, don't patronize me. This is too important. I'll do anything. Pie in the face, walk-ons, even television. Max, we'll try. No, Max, you've got to do. See, I have to give Roberto my answer by Thursday. I, I, I can't manufacture roles for you, and, and, and you shouldn't do the stupid movie, Elaine. Think of your fans. Fans? Most of them are in nursing homes. Oh, don't be too harsh on yourself. All right. I'll, I'll stall, Roberto. I don't want to do that picture. But action, Max. I want action. I'll, I'll call around. But, the darling, acting, acting ain't box office no more. Sex? Sure. Horror? Why not? Fiction? Science? You gotta be 20 and look good in a spacesuit. Acting, sweetheart, is a thing of the past. I want to go home and die. You're lucky. Your career's behind you. Me, I go to the office every day and die. The vultures, oh my, these three dirty old men who can't carry a tune. You know they get $50,000 an appearance? It's a disgrace. And this Charlotte Gray, she makes me sick. 
Yes, what about Charlotte? Max, that woman couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Tell me about it. Don't you think I know, huh? Well, how'd she get this, this starring role and this return? Connections. Well, didn't you put the deal together? Charlotte, the producer, and this wonderful TV series? No, it was handed to me. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Why can't you do something like that for me? You want to know? Number one, the producer is Charlotte's husband. Two, the writer is her nephew. And three, her husband's family are the major stockholders in a bank. And guess what? The bank is financing the series. Go to the head of the class. Why do they need you? For window dressing. I am a well-known agent. Therefore, it looks okay. Hollywood really is the pits. Oh, you think this doesn't happen in other businesses? Don't you delude yourself. How many junior executives with talent, with brains, are passed over in favor of the boss's sons or cousins? How many senior executives in corporations are eased out or fired to make room for a friend of a friend or a relative of a relative? No, 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 don't point at Hollywood, because the practice is widespread. I'm sorry, Max. I didn't mean to attack you. I understand. You, with all your talent, are sitting at home stewing. It seems so hopeless. No, no, no. You're wrong, because the young man who's being passed over and the actress who's been pushed aside have not only their talents, but drive and persistence. In the end, it all comes full cycle. The company goes down the tubes, and the movie, ugh, the movie is a flop. You'll see. I wish that I could believe that. I got it. I got it! What? Commercials. You can make a television commercial. Yes, a dignified commercial, like a bank officer or a stockbroker. I love it. I know just the guy, and he owes me one. Call him. You bet, my darling. We'll play their silly game. Oh, yes, Elaine Chapman will return with style, grace, and dignity. Oh, Max, it will be wonderful. Waiter, cut you there. My angel, your career is just beginning again. If Social Security goes bankrupt, will you be one of the millions left without an adequate retirement income? Do you know why a second mortgage on your home could be your best hedge against inflation? Or about the new drug that produces effective immunity to lung cancer? You can read fascinating reports like these every week in U.S. News and World Report, the news magazine that helps you understand national and world affairs, helps you with health, business, and legal problems, shows you how to fight inflation and keep more of what you earn. No other news magazine covers the news that affects your world as completely as U.S. News. But find out for yourself. Right now, call 800-228-5454 and save 17% off the regular subscription price with a 25-week trial subscription for only $9.87, just about 40 cents a copy. Send no money, but call now, 800-228-5454. Tell the operator you want 25 weeks of U.S. News for only $9.87. 800-228-5454, toll free. That number, 800-228-5454. True to his word, Max made one well-placed phone call. 
And soon, Elaine had an appointment with a producer of television commercials. Nicholas Wardell and Associates. I'm sorry, Mr. Wardell is in a meeting. Yes, this, this is what... Oh, Barbara, I didn't recognize your voice. Uh, let me just check the calendar. Uh-huh. Tuesday will be just fine. And you bring your portfolio and a resume. Mm. And nice to speak with you, too, dear. Bye. Tuesday, the 17th, 1 p.m. with Barbara. May I help you? I, I have an appointment with uh, Mr. Wardell. Why, of course, Miss Chapman. I didn't recognize you. Oh, please do sit down. I'm Simone, Nick's wife. Well, I'm very glad to meet you. Well, Max certainly didn't prepare us adequately. Is there something wrong? Oh, on the contrary, Elaine. But you're quite attractive. Frankly, I was expecting... Well, I was expecting... A much older woman. Uh, exactly. It's a pleasure to see a woman of your era so youthful and elegant. Well, not all of us are in retirement homes. Oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. I know, I, I know. I want to tell Nick that you're here. And um, in the meantime, could you fill out this biography sheet and read over the production contract? Oh, Max will handle all that for me. Uh, yes, I know. However, we'd like you to review it before we make you an offer. You mean uh, I'm accepted? Uh, well, no, this is merely a formality. We want you to know what you're getting into. Oh, oh yes, of course. Elaine, uh, breaking into commercials is very, very difficult. Now, I wouldn't get my hopes up, but on the other hand, you never know. Just fill this one out first, and this one second. And um, did you bring some glossies? What? Photographs. Oh, yes, yes, I have them here. Uh, super. Now, you just take your time. I want to speak with Nick for a moment, and then we can all sit down and discuss renewing your career. Well, that would be, that would be wonderful. She's here. That bad, huh? No, my dear, that good. So what's the problem? She won't fit into an image mold. She's too old to be a housewife. She's too well-preserved. She's she's attractive and stylish and elegant, and she's not just everybody's granny. Well, that's bad. She's got to be typed. You know, if she would just let herself go to pot a little, we could use her for a consumer product campaign. Would well, you think she'd go along with it? Maybe. Maybe at this point she'd do anything. Was she having money problems? No, no, no. I checked her out. Those films she made were very profitable. Oh, but that was 30 years ago. Oh, she must be hurting for dough. Could be, but she looks substantial. That could be just a front. She's probably broke as hell. Anyway, we can name our terms and she'll take them. Damn that, Max. I should have told him we were swamped. Something to get out of this. Now, Nicholas, don't be so narrow. Now, just imagine the consequences. If you don't find something for sweet old Elaine... Max will never forget it. Yeah. However, if we do use her in anything, you'll be Max Gold's fair-haired boy. And that means more clients, more prestige, and more money. Oh, Simone, you're brilliant. <laughs> That's why you married me, dear. Mm -hmm. Well, are you ready to greet our newest and most important client? Get her. One star coming up, Chief. Elaine, would you come in, please? Oh, yes. I haven't finished your form. Oh, don't bother, dear. I'll take care of it. 
Elaine Chapman. What a pleasure. Elaine, my husband Nicholas. Sit down, sit down. Oh, this is a real pleasure. Well, I'm going to let you two talk. Well, now, don't leave on my account. Well, somebody's got to run the office. We can't stop the process, even for stars. <laughs> well, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> See you later. Oh, and Elaine, don't sign any contracts until Max sees them. Your wife is so nice. Oh, I know. Simone's a rare find. Beauty and brains. Yep, she's the one that really runs our office, not me. Well... How does it feel to be back? Ready to step in front of the cameras again? I'm hardly back. Well, it's just a matter of time. The public will go bananas when they see you on television. You know, Elaine, you haven't changed a bit. Only 30 years worth. No, but it's not true. Because you're as young as you feel, huh? Oh, if I saw you on the street, I would think you're in your late 30s. Uh, say, uh, Elaine, you didn't happen to... Uh, uh, have, uh, you know, a facelift? No. No, honestly, I know I didn't. Hmm. Just checking. I mean, nobody your age should look that good. Well, anyway, we have to figure out where to launch you. It should be a product with class, good taste, something everybody can identify you with, and it's not going to be easy. No, sir, not easy. Well, anything, you know, is fine. Max suggested a bank officer. No, no, no. The money boys want silver-haired widows or an old couple. Now, you don't look like the corner grandmother. Oh, automobiles. Uh, could I fit in there? Oh, are you kidding? They want young people tearing up the road or slinky women with an animal on a leash. Listen, times have changed. It's all visual now. Eye appeal, sex appeal. We are selling expectations. Automobiles? Why would they want to see you in a car? I, I guess it was a stupid idea. Well, come on, come on. It's not hopeless. No, we just have to plug you into the right product. Something with tone, substance. Oh, I'm going to make a star of you yet. Elaine Chapman, queen of the commercials. That would be marvelous. Ah, yes. Well, let's work on it. Yeah, we'll call the ad agencies to get a sense of the industry because it's a whole new ball game, a fresh start. Well, just leave it to us. We'll get you on that tube one way or the other. Count on it, Elaine. Count on it. Mother, please, calm down. They love me. Oh, Kim, it was so wonderful to be going back to work. What kind of commercial are you going to make? Nothing yet. I mean, you know, Mr. Wardell said that it would take some time. Mm -hmm. However, it is going to be dignified. You, uh, uh, did you discuss money or, or did you sign anything? Of course not. Max will handle everything. Oh, this is the happiest day of my life. Commercials are hardly dramatic roles. Well... Now, this is quite an improvement over Roberto de Leon's film. Or would you like me to reconsider that? No, no. No, we're delighted. It's only the... Only what? Do you realize how difficult it is to break into commercials? Yes, and that's why we're concerned. There has to be a catch. You don't want me to work in R-rated movies or commercials. And I am tired of sitting home and playing mommy. I want my own fine, life. Fine, fine. But, but don't make any wild decisions. I am perfectly capable of handling myself. Now, I'm going to renew my career, and you're going to have to live with it. Would you trust my judgment for a change? 
Hello. Elaine, darling, wonderful news. The Wardells like me? Like, like, they adored you. Nick wants to build a whole campaign around the Elaine Chapman image. Oh, Max. They want you to be at the Riverside Studios next Wednesday, 8 a.m. sharp. I'll be there at 7.30. Bring a black evening gown, no decollete, something very sophisticated. Oh, I'm so excited. And now are you sitting down? Why? He's made you an offer. I'm sitting. A flat deal. Five one-minute commercials for, well, it's not top dollar, but it's $10,000. Should I say yes? Elaine? I'll take it. Oh, you're certain? Yes, yes. Okay, you got a commercial. Ugh, my other phone's ringing. Remember, Wednesday, eight on the button. At the max, what am I selling? Oh, I, I never asked. Don't worry, it'll be something in good taste. Gotta go. Mom? I did it, dear. I am on the verge of a whole new existence. It's like, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> What's in a name? Well, it takes a lot of fine names to make Sears names stand for quality. Names you've always counted on, like Kenmore, Craftsman, Easy Living, and Die Hard. Names that kids and moms cheer, like Winnie the Pooh and Tough Skins. Names that are a part of your life today, like Permapress, Klingalon, and Winner 2. And, of course, there's Sears Best Products in everything from T-shirts to tractors. What's in a name? Well, it takes a lot of truly dependable names to make our name. Sears Roebuck & Company. Turtle Extra. Car wax that gives you more than just a shine. Turtle Extra. There's more than sunshine and raindrops out there. Howling wind, bitter cold, fierce heat, mud, pollution. To protect against all that you need. Turtle Extra. The extra protection of polymers. The extra durability of silicones give you extra hard shell protection. Probably more protection than you'll ever need. Turtle Extra. Extra hard shell. Turtle Extra. For the next week, Elaine Chapman lived in the clouds. Wednesday could not come soon enough. She felt as if all the unused, unproductive years had been washed away. Her mood was exuberant, and with almost schoolgirl anticipation, she looked forward to being in front of the cameras again. She barely slept Tuesday night as a torrent of thoughts rushed through her mind. What kind of commercial would she make? Maybe she would be rediscovered. Perhaps this could lead to a part in a movie. Elaine's wishes and hopes danced joyously before her eyes. She was up, dressed, and ready to leave for the Wardell Studios at six. And at the stroke of eight, she walked onto the sound stage, prepared to resume her career. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Simone. Hi, Nick. Harry. Give full power on the back of the set. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, and bring it down. Good. Well, good morning, Madam Chapman. Ready to go to work? Since six o'clock, I haven't slept all night. I, I was so frantic. You know, the script didn't arrive. Elaine, can I see your changes? Naturally. Now, I brought this one. And, and this uh -huh. one? What do you think, Nick? Uh, the black gown. It'll make her look thinner. That's right. Uh, the dressing room's right over here. I don't mean to, uh, 
You know, what am I selling? Oh, didn't Max tell you it's house paint? House paint? It's for a national sponsor. You're lucky to get it. I know a thousand women who would kill for this chance. Oh, I thought... Well, uh, don't we have to go on location? Harry, or? too much light. No, we do everything right here in the studio. The scenes are superimposed against the spokesman. Oh, I, oh, I see. Now, don't worry, Elaine. It's a piece of cake. But my lines, I really need to, you know, work on the script. Uh, you don't have any lines uh, for this one. Uh, you see, dear, we feel that your voice... It's just fine, really, but we need um, uh, a stronger tone, a, a, a bit more youth. Elaine, you see, we have a voice-over system here. I guess you remember it as uh, dubbing or looping. I, I, I don't speak? No, no. Just stand at stage center. Now, we can go over the blocking on camera after you change. All right, dear? Well, I never expected that... Well, all right, I better change. Sure thing, babe. No sweat. It's going to be fine. What do you think? She's a loser. I'd replace her in a minute if we could. All right, now, Nick, keep you cool. More than Elaine Chapman is writing on this. Are you all set, Elaine? Yes. Fine. Now, remember, walk to stage center, hit the mark on the floor, look at the camera with the red light. Got it. And remember to extend your right arm. That's it. And you're showing the audience a wonderful, freshly painted home. It's your home, Elaine, and you're very proud of it. Now, let's have a big smile. Good. Do you want me to mouth any lines or sponsor's name or anything? No, hon, just walk and smile. A big, bright Elaine Chapman smile. You know, like the one you used to flash to Gable. I'm ready. That's good. All right, Harry, set the lights a touch lower. Ah, super. Okay, everybody, Chapman spot, take one. And action. Oh, she's dropped her left shoulder. Cut! Elaine, you gotta throw your shoulders back. You're slouching. You know, stand straighter. It firms everything up, okay? Yeah, and remember, we got an optical going in behind you, so don't move around. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get it this time. Oh, Simone, she's gonna be a walking disaster. Chapman spot, take two. Okay, go. Good. Uh, she's moving nicely. Fine. Looked at the right camera. Okay. Uh, extending her arm. Oh, damn. Cut! Oh, something wrong? Did now, I make Nick, a mistake? Take it easy. Oh, cool it, Simone. Elaine, the movement was fine. The arm's good. But you didn't smile enough. I want a big, broad, wonderful smile. You see, you're happy about this product. You want others to be happy about it, too. Now, give us a smile. I was, I was trying. Not hard enough. Well, it's really quite strange to work without props or scenery or lines. Well, I'm not making Gone with the Wind, you know. It's a one-minute commercial. This is not Metro or Paramount. I'm sorry. The industry has changed. So, well, go with it, huh? It's just a lousy commercial. Is the paint lousy, too? What does that matter? They're paying you some big bucks to love it. Let's shoot it again. No. I'm not putting my name on some lousy product. Elaine! Nick, Nick, let me handle this. Elaine, dear, I do understand your concern. Nick, Nick just meant it as a figure of speech. Now, this company is really quite well known. Why don't we try it again? All right, dear? I don't think so. 
there's something wrong. I don't have any lines. I don't know what company I'm working for. I haven't seen the product. The whole thing seems backwards. From your era, it is. This isn't grand cinema. It's mass selling with modern techniques. After you finished your walking, we dub in an enthusiastic voice. The optical is a beautiful home. It may not be the home that was painted with a sponsor's product, but who cares? I do. I've always cared where I worked and in which movie. I don't work in cheap, second-rate films or cheap, second-rate commercials. And that's why you haven't been in anything for years. Nick, shut up. No, he's right. No matter how badly I want to make a comeback, there is a place where I draw the line. Good morning, Mr. Wardell. The conclusion of our story, after these words. 40, love, smashing. How she plays? No, how she looks. In action-proof eye makeup from Maybelline. Like ultra-big, ultra-lash mascara. Smear-proof, smudge-proof, waterproof. So long, longest-looking lashes stay in the thick of the action. Game, set, and match. Action-proof. Keeps you looking good after the action, too. Ultra-big, ultra-lash mascara. Incredibly long-looking lashes without flaky fibers. From Maybelline. Smashing. If you use a long-lasting nasal spray, you ought to check the package. If it has a big 12 on it, you're getting the longest-lasting relief you can get. You're using Duration Nasal Spray. Duration is different because Duration has the longest-lasting nasal decongestant. So Duration gives you up to 12 hours of relief. That's up to two to four hours longer relief than most other long-lasting nasal sprays. Look for the nasal spray with the big 12 on it. Duration. The proof is on the package. The package with the big 12 on it. For occasional use only as directed. Elaine, darling, what can I say? I'm so stupid. This whole thing was my fault. I tell you one fact. Those Wardells are finished. Oh, Max, don't waste your energy on them. I brought this on myself. I should have realized. I wasted so many years wishing, hoping for the impossible. I lived in the past when I should have been living in the present. Because I held on to my fantasies, I threw away half my life. Don't, don't put yourself down. I'll work something out. Now, Max, it's over. You know, I drove away from that hard studio, seething with anger. I raged. I wanted to go back there and scream at them. But then th this whole thing hit me. It was like, well, it was like a revelation that there is more to life than the past. Oh, Max, how I held on to the past, clinging to the old scrapbooks and old press clippings. It was as if I had just grown up in an instant. Don't be so hard on yourself. I'd get you into the right studio next time. Leave it to Max. You haven't been listening to anything I've said. My career is behind me. I'm finished playing a role. I want to be myself. I had a wonderful career. It was glamorous, exciting, but it's over. I don't ever want to step in front of a camera again. You shouldn't think like that. I should have said it myself years ago, instead of wallowing in self-pity and sitting by the telephone waiting, always waiting. What a waste of time, energy. Max, I should have built on my career, used it as a stepping stone beyond illusions and dreams 
to fulfill the balance of my life. Oh, you make me sad, Elaine. I had hoped that you would succeed. But I have. The Wardells were the best thing that ever happened to me. They held up the mirror. The mirror I never really wanted to look into. Max, I have put away my toys and my pretty clothes, my childish wishes. I can't recapture all those misspent years, but I can have today, which will fulfill me tomorrow, and look forward to the future, which will fulfill me today. For the National Association of Realtors, this is Greg Morris with On the Home Front. The actual mechanics of buying a home can seem a little confusing, but if you keep in mind three simple points, all should go well. First, take advantage of the expertise of a realtor. Secondly, when you work out the initial buying contract with the seller, get everything in writing. Get the professional advice you need to understand all points of the agreements, exact price, what comes with the house and what doesn't. And thirdly, before you close, make sure that you are happy and that you completely understand your obligations and the seller's. Now's the time. Tomorrow will be too late. For more tips, talk to a Realtor. Realtors support equal opportunity in housing and want to make buying a home as easy as possible for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors, working for America's property owners. The Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you five nights a week at this time. Tonight's original radio play, I Thought She Was Dead, was written by Ken Gerard and produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Your hostess was Cicely Tyson. Our star was Marion Ross. Featured in the cast were Corey Burton, Anne Gibbon, Fletcher Markle, Jerry Hausner, and Lillian Byer. The music for radio theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. John Harlan speaking. The Elliot Lewis production of Radio Theater is a presentation of CVI. This is Leonard Nimoy. Listen to us tomorrow. I've got another story of adventure about men and women defying the odds. Listen here, tomorrow. <laughs>